Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaHealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to The Good Life with Forbes Riley and Charlie, featuring your hosts, Forbes Riley and Charlie Fusco. In our program, you'll receive the tools you need to live a healthy and successful life, not to mention a fun one. Now, here are your hosts, Forbes Riley and Charlie. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to this week on The Good Life. Charlie, I have quite a surprise for you. Okay. About 15 days, I got on an airplane and headed to Europe. And so for the last, you always ask me where I am. Well, today I'm sitting in Aix-en-Provence in the south of France. Wow. Where are you you sitting? Same place I'm always sitting when you and I talk in my office, right? It's outside of Philadelphia looking at the gloomy weather. (laughs) I I can't even pronounce where I am as fancy as you just pronounced uh, where you are. (laughs) Oh, I'm learning. I have to tell you, we've been on the road for the last 15 days. I took, and I think this is a really fun message for everyone who's listening who's got children. I took my eight-year-old daughter on this adventure. Wow. Now, it started, it started out as a business trip. It's not a vacation. The first eight days we were here, we filmed the half-hour infomercial for Spin Gym. Charlie, I had the time of my life. I've been dreaming about that moment for almost two and a half years. I met a wonderful company called JML, and they, have these, they do televisions in, like, CVSs. Oh, okay. In, in, kind of like we have in Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah. And I truly thought if people really are going to get Spin Gym in the retail environment, you have to see it in action. Right. So they, they agreed. They fell in love with it. And we filmed it all over England. We went to a bodybuilding competition. We found a whole bunch of people. We put on a six-week challenge. And then we went to office buildings and had people Spin Gym. I sold Spin Gym on the train. And then we took photos everywhere in front of Big Ben, the London Eye, Tower of London, you name it, everybody except the Queen. I haven't gotten the Queen yet. I'm working on her. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? The Queen and Michelle Obama, and you know, it's funny, Michelle Obama was actually in London. I thought, now, wouldn't that be kind of a catch? That would be, absolutely. Although I do hear the royal couple has bigger Q ratings this year uh, than the Queen herself. So, Well, did you see the wedding? I did uh, not. I saw it on Access <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> I saw the uh, Cliff Notes version. The hats, the fancy fashion. I saw Pippa's butt. Um, she's apparently uh, in the plastic surgery realm, has done more for butts than J-Lo and Kim Kardashian put together. Oh, isn't that funny? Well, I have to say I'm very proud. The first time I came over to Europe was 1981, and I got a postcard of Princess Diana when she was marrying Charles. And so 30 years later to return and see Kate and beautiful William, I'm so proud of how he's grown up. I think his mom would be very proud of him. Absolutely. They were very much the royal couple. They're royal, but they're contemporary, and I think they give a whole new lease on on what glamour can be and and really how to be in the public eye. I don't get that they're showy or flashy. I just think they're down-to-earth couple in love. I agree. agree. Um, So, yeah, it was very fun. So it sounds like you've been extremely busy. How's your daughter holding up? Is she loving Europe at eight? She she is holding up brilliantly, given that all the food is very different, and there's been a lot of um, times that it's been businessy. But she's, you know, we took time off to have McKenna days. We did all the sightseeing and took tons and tons of photos, which I will post a whole bunch on our website uh, and on Facebook. And then we got on a train and went to Paris. Now, Paris was all fun. And can I tell you, it was all fun. Oh, Charlie, when you see the Eiffel Tower, first of all, we climbed the stairs. You have to do that. And she was very cute. You know, she's never been separated from her twin brother before. Uh Uh-huh. So uh, we climbed to the middle and she made a declaration. She said, Mommy, I'm going to save the top of the Eiffel Tower from my brother. And I thought, oh, isn't that romantic? That's very romantic. I'm thinking she's looking at the Eiffel Tower going, I'll never get there. Does my mom know how short I am, how short my legs are? She's <laughs> making me do this workout. What can I do to get out of this? <laughs> hey, no, no, come on. Now, that's not fair. I was taking the elevator. I'd had enough. And this little girl said, Mommy, we're going for it. Paris is just spectacular. But then we did something very interesting. We went to the Palace of Versailles. Have you ever seen this place? 
uh, just on television. I've never been able to get over to Paris yet. Okay, it's a trip worth taking. So apparently Louis XIV, who stood all of five foot one, had a slight Napoleon complex, which is kind of ironic because Napoleon had that same complex. <laughs> <laughs> he um, built the most ridiculous palace for himself, has all of this property, and then, and then the Queen Marie Antoinette had building upon building, and it just it goes on for days. It took us a full entire day just to see the house and the property. We probably still didn't see it all. And you wonder why the peasants were revolting. <laughs> and McKenna was very, it was a very interesting lesson in greed. And McKenna was very upset when she found out that both Louis and his queen had their heads chopped off by the people. So we left Paris, had a great time. And then I did something that I think is a true gift in life. Got to catch up with an old friend, somebody that I met initially when I was 22 years old. He was a high fashion male model one of the better looking people on the planet, but also <laughs> someone with one of the biggest hearts I've ever, I've ever seen. And we stayed in touch. Thank goodness for Facebook because I haven't seen him for 10 years. Okay. Now here's the fun part. Last time I saw him it was 10 years ago. And I said, you know, I haven't seen Blake in a very long time. I'd love to go to Paris. I was, I was working in London. I said, I'll make a little side trip. So get this, Charlie. I get on a plane. I land in Paris. I get to his beautiful apartment on the left bank. Really looks like one of those things out of a Toulouse-Lautrec movie. Pick up the phone, and it's my agent. Left a message saying, where are you? I said, I'm in Paris. He said, well, come home. I said, excuse me? <laughs> he said, yeah, you booked a commercial for the Super Bowl. It, it tapes tomorrow. You're on hold. Come home. And I looked at this beautiful man and said, I have about 12 hours all night long to see the sights of Paris with you and then get on a plane at 9 a.m. in the morning. Can we do it? This is such a Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks movie setup. <laughs> well, that's it. It did felt like, I swear to God, the entire time it felt like an odd little movie. It was a romantic comedy. So anyway, so this time he has now got a spectacular girlfriend. I find myself in Aix-en-Provence. Now, here's the thing. X is spelled A-I-X-N-E-N Provence. I know I'm getting really good at this pronunciation because everyone in France makes fun of you if you don't. Uh-huh. And I meet his girlfriend. Now, she's amazing. And that's why I brought her on the show. I said, I think everyone needs to, to meet her. Did you ever do a year abroad or, or study abroad at all? No, I studied in Mexico, but that but that's on this side of the world, not that side. Were you ever abroad? No. no. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, studying in Mexico is a different culture, but then you share that culture, don't you? I do. My sister, however, lives in Spain. She went abroad and found a man... And never came home. Ah, that's Well, yeah. that is a similar story to Lily. And that's what I want to share with all of our listeners because I think it's a romantic story. I think it's one of those things we might dream about. But she also can help our children because she has created an entire cultural center that French students and American Americans come and study abroad. And I'm not going to give her all the details. She was raised as an army brat, so she's lived all over the world herself. And I would like you to meet, Charlie, a very special new friend of mine named Lily Engel. Lily, welcome. Thank you. What a lovely welcome. Now, what's amazing is we are sitting in her gorgeous home, which is actually on the same property as her school. My daughter cannot believe that she lives on top of her school. It's a risky business. Wow. That's just like, uh, it sounds like Hogwarts, where everyone lives at their school. (laughs) Ah, well, there's a little bit of that, but please don't call her a witch. (laughs) So, Lillian, how did you, you, you don't have a French accent, from what I can tell. How did you end up there? The way life zigzags you all over the world, and you find out where you are, um, uh, sort of a, a spiritual connection with France that I discovered when I was in graduate school and came to teach at the university here with, as an ex- through an exchange program with UCLA in 1981-82. And then when we were looking for grown-up jobs, my American husband and, and I, in 84, life just brought took us back to Aix-en-Provence by some sort of flukish miracle where we both got jobs uh, in X after having been here for two years, uh, two years prior. And so we did the very kind of adventurous American thing of putting all of our belongings on the lawn and selling everything we owned and coming with two children and 12 suitcases to set up life in Aix-en-Provence. So you're now, do you consider yourself American anymore? Are you now French? Well, this is the the wonderful intercultural thing that if you really delve into the question, what you you consider yourself to be a perpetual foreigner. Okay. (laughs) And it becomes becomes sort of a new identity because to everyone in France, no matter how long I live here, I will always be the American. Okay. And yet when I go back to the state, which is very, very often, I don't quite feel like I belong there totally either. So it's, um, it's kind of a strange mix. A strange mix, but but gives you a very privileged perspective on life. It's it's this wonderful kind of analytical distance. You can kind of position yourself the way you want to uh, to look at things. I think with a little bit more detachment. Very interesting insight. 
Um, and so, Tom, when you something you just said that was interesting. When you come to the states, you don't feel like you belong anymore. I've heard that they have an edge when it comes to Americans. You know, you hear it in, in movies all the time. People talk about it that the French are mean to Americans, or they look down on us, um, or our culture, how fast we do things, or, or whatnot. But I'd like to backtrack just one little minute because I just in terms of the French attitude towards Americans, it's it's a it's a, it's it's a wonderfully fascinating thing in, the, in that. No French person is going to be indifferent to America. They're either going to be impassioned, uh, admirative, uh, fascinated by America, or feel sort of frightened by what America has come to represent for the French. And that is kind of the – America is kind of beating the drum at a faster pace than the French care to live. So when I first came here, they would look at me and, and say, you know, why do you guys work so hard? And they realized that if we worked hard, that someday they would have to work as hard, that we were sort of setting the pace for the world. So it's, it's that very close tie. They felt like everything that happened in America would happen to them 20 years later, and then it became 10 years later, and then it became five years later, and now it all seems very imminent. So the world is so interconnected, and we're so dominant. The American culture is such a dominant culture in the world that um, I think the rest of the world looks at us with, um, with great attention with great attention. But when we had that crisis in, in America, when people were boycotting uh, French products and so many of our friends who had boulangerie in America that had to close down and people were talking about freedom fries and, and all of that, well, here I run something that's called the American Center. And in that moment of conflict, uh, my enrollments were never higher. The French were very supportive and could make a distinction between American foreign policy and the Americans who actually lived here and that they cared about. And that was um so Lily, so what I'm hearing is if you're in uh, if you're from France, you either love Americans or you don't love Americans um and for good cause i I think everyone would have their opinion there now you um run an American school in Paris, right so in Aix-en-Provence. okay and so do you find that there's a struggle there with with your school? Is it only for the people who like Americans or how have you reconciled that? Well, I don't think the French, any of the French really dislike Americans. I don't think it's a question of like or dislike. As I said, I think they, they just look at us with great attention. They want to figure out what's going on, what's making Americans tick. Uh, as I said, they can't be indifferent to Americans. Okay. But many of many French have tremendous ties with America. An amazing number of French people have um, relatives, children, uh, aunts, uncles who live in the States and feel a tremendous affinity with America. And I think they consider themselves to be one of America's great friends. Well, but, but here's where it becomes a problem, I think, in the language and the communication, because we don't speak French as a rule. A lot of French people speak English, but when you get into a cab or you ask for some food and you don't speak French the right way, they look at you as though, what, what is wrong with you? Why don't you not speak French? And it's like, because um, I'm from New York. What can I tell you? <laughs> So do you want to, uh, when, you know, when we come back, because I'd love our, our audience to stay, there's some really fun things that have happened. One of the differences that I'm enjoying, and I experienced this last time I was here, is the way you eat, mm. the kind of food that you eat, the hours that you eat. Mm. And I would love to delve into a little bit because you know I'm all about food. I was going to say, we only do this radio show so Forbes can tease me about the food she gets to eat everywhere. (laughs) When we come back, we will uh, explore much more about uh, the school, the food, and everything there is to love about uh, France. And uh, we've got some surprises coming up, so stay with us here on The Good Life. We'll be right back. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Ladies, if you are worried about fine lines and wrinkles on your face and would like to get rid of them, then let me tell you about Esotique, the amazing all-natural collagen builder from Chamonix. Esotique is packed with pure antioxidants and natural collagen builders, so it doesn't hide wrinkles like other products. It effectively treats wrinkles, so your skin will be younger, healthier, and softer than ever before. And now is the perfect time to try Esotique, because for a limited time, you can try it free for 30 days. That's right. This incredible skincare is yours to try free at home for a whole month. Call 800-731-1085. 800-731-1085 and just pay shipping today. But wait, call in the next 20 minutes and Chamonix will include not one but two free gifts. You will get their amazing vitamin C serum and their luxurious neck treatment absolutely free with your order. Don't miss out on this incredible free trial offer. Call now, 800-731-1085. 800-731-1085. 
If you're one of the millions of people who have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or are overweight, don't join the club. It's time to leave that club. Heart Factors Plus is an all-natural supplement with ingredients proven to help lower blood pressure, cholesterol, improve blood flow, and even improve your sex life. Here is what Heart Factors users say. Hi, this is John from New Jersey, and I'm 42 years old, and I ordered your bottle of Heart Factors because of my high blood pressure. Last spring, it was 134 over 93. Now my blood pressure is 120 over 82, and the doctor got me off the medication. This stuff is really good and without any side effects. John dropped his blood pressure over 10 points and without the medication side effects. See if Heart Factors will work for you. Try it now free for a full 30 days. Call 800-240-6536. 800-240-6536. If Heart Factors doesn't work for you, you never pay. It's that easy. Call now and get your 30-day trial. 800-240-6536. 800-240-6536. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to The Good Life with Forbes Riley and Charlie, where you receive a healthy dose of information you need with some fun. Now, back to the show. All right, for all of you who think The Good Life is French fries and French toast, I have something very exciting. I'm actually sitting in France (laughs) with a wonderful new friend named Lily Engel who runs a school here for Americans for study abroad and so much more. But I've had the last two days in her home. Now, I should tell you, we're in Aix-en-Provence. So if you look at all of France and Paris being sort of in the middle, Aix is right near Marseille and it's right near the water. It's, it's almost on the Riviera between okay. Spain and Italy. It's about eight hours south of Paris driving. Okay. And you get to take that really cool, fun train. By the way, trains, I'm so sad about America every once in a while when I think about the fact that we never really cultured our train environment so that you could sit on this beautiful train and go from one part to another. We're so into our cars. That's right. Which, by the way, they have the tiniest little cars here. It's fascinating. <laughs> you know, what, what, I, what I continually am in awe of, Charlie, and why I think everyone should come visit. I, I think you need to travel as much as you can to enjoy the world. I've met tons of tourists from all over. I mean, I've met people in, from California. I've met people from everywhere. Literally, I've traveled half around the world to meet my neighbors from L.A. Yeah, yeah. You definitely, nobody can accuse you of not trying. Well, and, and talking to everybody. But one of the things that I continue as I'm walking around the streets, Charlie, it looks like you're in a movie. The, 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 the buildings, the churches, it, it, it's absolutely spectacular. In fact, I made my daughter watch a couple of films. We just saw Audrey Hepburn and Fred Astaire in Funny Face. Mm-hmm. And it's all set in Paris. He takes her to Paris. And I have to tell you, it's fun for a, a child to kind of to put the two together. Next movie tomorrow night is An American in Paris with Gene oh, Kelly. Oh, that's great. So that's been really fun. romance to it. So I'm sitting here with Lily. We're drinking our wine. We're talking on Skype halfway around the world. And I have to tell you, I love technology. And I truly love every aspect of what the good life can offer. Absolutely. So there you have it. So um, we were talking about, um, no, so Lily this morning. You know, Charlie, what did you have for breakfast this morning? An apple. Did you have your apple cider vinegar? I did. I'm actually pretty religious about my apple cider vinegar. I had my apple... And I had coffee. And then I had broccoli and steamed chicken for lunch and another apple. I'm on this, like, ultra health kick right now. And I'm I am. grumpy and I'm miserable. <laughs> and I don't want to talk about it. No, we're very, we're very jazzed about it. Okay, so here's the fun thing about eating in Paris or in, in France overall. So I got up this morning and uh, Lily and my friend Blake's, it's time for breakfast. And for me, that usually what, you know, my, I'm thinking is bowl of soup for my daughter, maybe a cup of coffee or whatever we're going to have. Oh, no, no, no. Charlie, it looks like out of the best movie on their terrace in the backyard, which overlooks a park where the dogs are playing and the children are running. They have laid out this magnificent fruit plate that is mango and apple and pineapple and cherries and strawberries, and it is glorious. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, look how look how you live. <laughs> it is like sparkling jewels. Yeah. <laughs> and then for lunch, we said they're like, we have to go to the market because we have to get food. Do you go to the market for every meal? Because they do. Every day is fresh. It's really. I, I'm, in, I, I'm in. I'm in culinary like heaven over here. <laughs> we, we met all. Well, because we met all the more. We went and we picked out all the organic vegetables, and we had a salad with fresh artichokes and garlic and olives. And I have to tell you, this is. It's a very different, very different lifestyle. Is that true, Lily? It's very different lifestyle, and a lot of it, it revolves around food. In fact, a lot of it revolves around meal time that is always shared and always taken at regular times. So, so it gives life a, a structure that is kind of the rhythm. Uh, 
it's like I try to, to explain to the students that they can't snack and eat whenever they feel like it, that their host mothers will just, their hair will stand on end if they, if they make themselves a little sandwich or something at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, that they can have a little sweet something. But at 6 o'clock, they better have something salty as an aperitif to prepare for dinner, which is at 8. And if they eat something sweet at 6, then it's totally in violation of the whole rhythm of the day. <laughs> food violations. For, the, for those viewers who just joined us, let's go back to your students and host family. Explain to me what you've set up here. Okay. Well, our, our program, so junior year study abroad, and the students who come to us are have specialized in French. They've done at least two years, four semesters of college French. So they're looking for an immersion experience. So we really try to orchestrate as much as we can a real immersion experience. And we there, our catch line is living with and like the French. So this is it's, it sounds very innocent on the surface, but in fact, it becomes a very sort of demanding um, process of adaptation for very independent Americans to all of a sudden integrate uh, family life, which is much more formal, much more structured. Um, they come into it not as children again, but as very they learn to be very sophisticated and caring and attentive adults. I get this. They also can't speak English at all while they're here. If they do, they get sent home. They can be sent home. They can be sent wow. home. So you're fully immer- emerging, uh, immersing them in the culture and the language. and Yeah, it's really one of the, probably the, the most hardcore experience that is out there for American students today in France. There's, uh, there's almost no doubt about that. And the kids evolve so beautifully. They are really remarkable, actually. And we have a program for uh, adult learners, too, in the summer. I'll tell you about later. <laughs> well, it's funny because she, you know, they accept students who are their junior year in college. Yeah. So that means they're perpetually 20, 21 years old. And it's, it's been funny. that way for the past 16 years. Well, that's what's funny. is Lily says that she's perpetually hung out with 21-year-olds for the last 16 years. So she has a very interesting view of how our culture has changed from the perspective of 21-year-olds. Okay. Yeah, very, very different. You know, we've seen the the era of uh, the non-existence of the Internet and uh, and the way it was when students really went away from their families and had to go uh, hang out on the street and look for the broken uh, telephone booth so to get a free call back to America or to feel really, really away from home and have to rely much more on their own resources to sort of recreate home in another country. And then as the Internet became more of a part of their lives with this idea that they can stay connected almost all the time has really undermined the immersion experience to a very, very large degree. And students who don't feel um, quite comfortable away from home can lean on that. It becomes a real crutch. Why so, do students go to your school? Um, they, they, go, they go for that language immersion and then uh in x it's a liberal arts uh curriculum so they can do theater and painting and drawing and literature and translation uh and french and there's a great emphasis on international and intercultural communication and in marseille it's a um it's a uh, international relations emphasis so it's mostly revolves around understanding islam so we look at immigrant identities in Marseille, and then we go to Fez, Morocco, to see what uh, Islam is lived in the heart of Islam in Morocco. So they get a very um, international view on what Islam is and how it's lived uh, and how it's um, viewed and in- integrated into secular France. That's one of the one of the most interesting dynamics that's happening in the world today with this huge Muslim population in France. Well, let's, uh, and stop how there. Mm-hmm. let's stop there for a moment and delve because that's extremely interesting. So there's a school that um, as a parent, I would send my child there to be fully immersed uh, in French language and studies and culture. And, um, and some parts of it sound like a day camp, like a summer day camp. You would send, you know, it sounds like there's a fun aspect to it. But then there's this more um, serious side, which you were just talking about, the immersion of the Islam culture and understanding that. And there's so much talk about the, a lot of the problems in the world right now are because there's a lack of understanding Absolutely. of cultures and especially Islam. You know, depending on who you talk about, you know, Islam is responsible for all the terror in the world. And the other people say it's one of the most peaceful religions. So tell me more about that, because this doesn't sound like a traditional boarding school or boot camp or summer you know, program that a parent would send their child to. It sounds extremely unique. Well, it's part of a very ambitious um, university education. And the program in, in Marseille began in 2004 and it was inspired by, obviously, the September 11th events in 2001. And our, our spring semester, or excuse me, our fall semester had just arrived that Saturday. 
September 11th was a Tuesday, and I was I had to go in to see them at a, at five o'clock that. Uh, afternoon because I had seen the images on TV, but they were totally uh, oblivious to to had didn't know at all about what had happened. And I saw without having seen one image on TV or heard it on the news, just the idea of the World Trade Centers being attacked. Most of the class just burst into tears just at the horror of the thought. And what we saw in the following days is the total disorientation of the students. They could not understand what had hit America and why. And I called upon a friend who is one of the big professors for international religions at the Sciences Po, which is one of the high-level schools in, in Aix-en-Provence, to come in and give the students a sort of a crash course in geopolitics and in Islam. And he came in and lectured to them for three hours, and it was like a the more they understood, the more they were able to position themselves in the world as it existed today. And after that lecture, we just put our heads together and said, you know, he says, I will do anything I can to help you um, spread this understanding so that people, so especially Americans, understand their relationship to Islam and the world because it's going to be the polarization of the world if we're not, if we're not careful. Isn't that wild? And so he helped me. He helped me set up the program in Marseille and put basically at our uh, dis- uh, at our disposition uh, some of the top professors from Sciences Po who come who drove down to Marseille from Aix-en-Provence to give the the students that setting in Marseille, which is so close to that uh, those issues, which are very very much alive. And you know, it's what's interesting to me, having heard all this. I've been immersed in this conversation for the last two days, and I've been on the edge of my seat, and I'm so excited. Charlie, to share this with our audience, because one of the things that I mentioned was when I was going through school, I was a poli-sci major, and uh, I studied a little French, and I wish I had known about a, an organization that existed to do this. I'd never studied abroad. Uh, while my daughter and I have been traveling, we just met a couple of young girls at the Eiffel Tower who were living in Croatia for their semester, a couple who were living over in Russia, uh, a couple who were in South Africa. It all of a sudden seems like a very exciting thing to do, and I should give you the website for more information on Lily's school and what she's up to, because it's not just obviously learning French and meeting the people, but the whole geopolitical environment and just learning about cultures. And I firmly believe the more that we know about each other, it's, it's, it's so basic. The French don't like Americans. Well, that's not true. Mm. You have to come here and, and, and experience why it's such a different life and a different culture and the food and the, the art. It's all so amazing. And this is just one little part of the world. But the website is www.acp, so Apple Universe Charlie Peter, dot fr. We do have to uh, take a quick break here. And when we come back, I'd like to delve a little bit more into what a student looks like that comes to your program and how exposure to this type of um, alternative education or additional education, what that can do to change somebody's life or give them more direction. And why should parents maybe who've got junior high school students now start thinking about a school like yours in the future. So we're going to be right back here with more uh, On the Good Life with Lillian. Stay with us. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. If you're one of the millions of people who have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or are overweight, don't join the club. It's time to leave that club. Heart Factors Plus is an all-natural supplement with ingredients proven to help lower blood pressure, cholesterol, improve blood flow, and even improve your sex life. Here is what Heart Factors users say. Hi, this is John from New Jersey, and I'm 42 years old, and I ordered your bottle of Heart Factors because of my high blood pressure. Last spring, it was 134 over 93. Now my blood pressure is 120 over 82, and the doctor got me off the medication. This stuff is really good and without any side effects. John dropped his blood pressure over 10 points and without the medication side effects. See if Heart Factors will work for you. Try it now free for a full 30 days. Call 800-240-6536. 800-240-6536. If Heart Factors doesn't work for you, you never pay. It's that easy. Call now and get your 30-day trial. 800-240-6536. 800-240-6536. Ladies, if you are worried about fine lines and wrinkles on your face and would like to get rid of them, then let me tell you about Esotique, the amazing all-natural collagen builder from Chamonix. Esotique is packed with pure antioxidants and natural collagen builders, so it doesn't hide wrinkles like other products. It effectively treats wrinkles, so your skin will be younger, healthier, and softer than ever before. And now is the perfect time to try Esotique, because for a limited time, you can try it free for 30 days. That's right, this incredible skincare is yours to try free at home for a whole month. 
Call 800-731-1085. 800-731-1085. And just pay shipping today. But wait, call in the next 20 minutes and Chamonix will include not one, but two free gifts. You will get their amazing vitamin C serum and their luxurious neck treatment absolutely free with your order. Don't miss out on this incredible free trial offer. Call now, 800-731-1085. 800-731-1085. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to The Good Life with Forbes Riley and Charlie, where you receive a healthy dose of information you need with some fun. Now, back to the show. Welcome back here on The Good Life. I'm chatting with my good friend Forbes Riley, who once again has won uh, the, the coolest location of the day competition. Uh, I lose again in my office, and she's in wonderful Paris, and in, has introduced us to a fantastic uh, lady, Lily Engel, who is talking about a school that uh, she started, which is unlike a, any school I've ever heard of. It's a um, an abroad school that I'm going to ask Lily to go over for those of you just joining us, uh, that teaches everything from how to enjoy French life and cuisine, how to speak French, you get college credits for it, but there's these interesting act. Uh, aspects, uh, Lily, that really, if you want to become a citizen of the world, this might be a place you stop. Is that now, true? Now, let, now, let me just get a little more specific, because I, I didn't know any of this living in America either. So Paris being in the middle of France, kind of like Chicago, we are down at the very, very bottom of France, right on the Riviera, in a place called Aix-en-Provence. And I, I have to spell it because you really should Google this place. Charlie, when you walk the streets of this world, if you've ever been to Italy, it's like the Florence of Italy. It has got tiny little streets, gorgeous buildings, a 1,000-year-old church. And whereas Paris has all those really big fun things, it's a big city, this is the most romantic small town I have ever seen in my life. So it's A-I-X-E-N-P-R-O-V-E-N-C-E. Aix-en-Provence. It's right near Marseille. And it's a simple train ride, three-hour train ride from Paris. But if you find yourself over here, I, I can't recommend this highly enough. It, it's ridiculously romantic. It looks like every movie you've ever dreamed you could walk into. It's enchanting. 300 fountains. Uh, the, the, the modern neighborhood was built in the 17th century. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, it's, it's, it really is a beautiful, romantic place with lots of sidewalk cafes and lots of hanging out, good eating. It's no, a great idea for the summer if you can swing it. So I want to go back to, you know, parents now, and, and education is so crazy in the States, you know, in America now anyhow. Budget cuts, things like that. The arts are getting cut. Uh, you know, you used to be able to take French class, Spanish class, Latin class, and now, you know, sometimes you don't even have to take a language class in our schools. Parents who are looking to enhance their children's education, when should they start thinking about a school like yours? Well, first, you, I think you hit the nail on the head right away. We're talking about uh, the decline in foreign language uh, interest. The, the statistic that sticks in my mind is in, in the time of Kennedy in the 1960s, there were 16% of uh, American college students were taking a foreign language. Now, when we're more globalized than ever, when the world is so much smaller, that has declined to 6 to 7% of uh, American college students are taking a foreign language. So that already is, is, a, is a huge cut in interest, and you see a lot of foreign language programs shutting down at the American university. At the same time, and this is the irony of it, uh, we there is this sense need to internationalize the American campus. I think uh, American college administrators are realizing that, that American colleges, especially private liberal arts colleges, are really very safe cocoons uh, for students who go there. They have their own little world, usually annexed to a very small town, and the university is the dominant uh, thing there. And they realize that for the, for the students to become worldly in some way, that they have to send them abroad. So there's this big it's not a competition, but almost a quota to send a certain percentage of the um, of the student body population uh, abroad at some time during their four years of undergraduate study. And that usually happens uh, in their junior year when they've taken at least two years of foreign language, if there's going to be a foreign language emphasis. Right now, there are, there are English language programs all over the world. So combining that with foreign language emphasis is actually becoming very, very rare. Now, Lily, you have access, there's 114 universities in the U.S. that you regularly visit. 
to actually recruit students. Well, who have sort of established partnerships with us. I mean, we have had students from 114 universities. We have about 20 to 30 sort of real close partners who, who send us students fairly regularly. But uh, they're very, very special kids, I have to say. Uh, and that's not at all demeaning to say that they're kids, but they're young and full of romance i have you know you or forbes was using the word they're they're looking for something they're seeking something in their lives and and they want a sense of adventure and they have thrown themselves into this um very ambitious immersion environment again that catch thing living within like the french and then with very rigorous uh university study so they're getting french professors who are going to teach them only in french they take notes in french they write their term papers in french obviously we're helping them all along the way, but they've, they've set that very high goal for themselves. So they're students who come hungry for something new and ready very often to, do, to discover roots that might be part of their family heritage or to really master the language that they've come to love. And it's very fun. It's, it, it's so rewarding to see um, young students who, in their 20s, who are going to sometimes celebrate their 21st uh, birthday abroad and get boyfriends and girlfriends that are French and and it's really quite wonderful to watch. Now, how do you cultivate the uh, the host families and what are their responsibilities? Well, it's a it's sort of an art to recruit good host families, um, and I do it myself. I don't delegate that to anyone because we almost consider the host families to be part of our academic program, because that's really where all of the students' adaptation process is going to take place. So you're looking at students, as I said, in junior year abroad who've who've already lived independently. They've moved out of the home. Uh, They're living in sometimes shared apartments or certainly in dormitories. And this idea of reintegrating a family, which is very likely to be a much more structured family life and a more formal family life than something they've even known at home, can be very daunting, can be very daunting. And so that's a very accompanied process. But we give them class on uh, savoir vivre in France. What are the rules of French etiquette? How do you hold a fork and knife? Uh, Who's served first? When the bread basket comes, you pick the piece of bread that is closest to you. You don't rummage around looking for the biggest piece. (laughs) (laughs) You don't? Um, You don't. (laughs) I know. Sometimes I say the same thing. But... um, yeah, you eat at, at strict meal times. You don't pick up and start eating until the hostess is there, and you always look for someone else's cues. And as a very individualistic culture, we come from the, the number one uh, individualistic culture in the world, uh, when almost 70% of the rest of the world is much more collectivist. And adapting to French life is basically a stepping stone to adapting to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. It's so, a real yeah. stepping out to realize that you can position yourself in a different way uh, in uh, a societal group. You know, Uh, let's stop there for a moment, because when you were describing, we learned how to pick from the breadbasket and what fork to eat with, you know, and I'm thinking, if I'm a parent, I'm going, I just want my kid to graduate from college, and here they're talking this sort of highfalutin kind of manner school, but your last statement kind of brought it home. You're, you're giving your kids the opportunity to learn how to exist in the world in a way that makes them acceptable to not just Americans, but to everyone and this culture. And I think I'd love you to expand on that part because a lot of people listening might go, why would I send my kid to this, you know, hoity-toity school in France when, you know, they could go and take, uh, you know, advanced classes at any university here in the States? What do kids that go to your school get when they leave outside of college credits? You know, what experiences have you seen or stories where their eyes have opened to something different? And before she answers that, you know, that's interesting you said about hoity-toity. That isn't what's happening. What I think what Lily's actually referring to is that in the French household, in most households here in France, there is a different structure to everyone. No matter what your income level, it has nothing to do with hoity-toity. It has to do with a cultural understanding that when you sit down to meals, everyone is there. When you eat, you wait for the hostess. When you take the bread, it's not... I mean, I watch my American kids and friends. You know, they'll delve in, they eat with their hands, they're fast-fooding everywhere. There's no parents at the table. You stand around the refrigerator, you gobble whatever. That isn't the French way. And so one of the things that I think you learn is it's just a different level of respect for food respect for time for each other it's a very um i don't even know the word is there the, the joie de vie is there a way to there's, just... a, there's a there's there's a joie de vivre and at the same time there is this deference 
to the other. Uh, there is a communal spirit. Uh, I remember when I first came, this marked me so much. It was uh, before I started the study abroad program, and I was acting as a, a translator for an uh, American high school group that had come in. There were high school teachers that wanted to meet with French high school teachers to just discuss uh, the problems that they were facing with their students. And the issue of drugs came up. And the American high school stu uh, teachers were saying to the, their French counterparts, you know, how do you deal with drug problems with your high school students? And uh, the French high school teachers were kind of scratching their heads and looking at each other and mumbling. And they were saying, well, we don't really have that problem uh, in our high schools, except some very isolated um, uh, immigrant areas in, uh, the, in, in outside of Paris. And when the American high school teachers asked why, Again, there was this moment of pause, and then someone said, well, it's hard to be on drugs when you have to be home for dinner at 8 o'clock every evening. Wow. Um, and it wasn't so much just the, the time factor, but it really is this daily ritual in a family where everyone sits down together. There's no excuses. There's no baseball practice or something. It's everyone there gathers, and there's conversation at the table. And so the parents can sense and see what or on their children's mind, if their appetite is good, uh, what the look is in their eye. And so there's this constant monitoring that is going on just because of that collective sacrificing of your individual desire for the collective unit, which is the family. So interesting. So interesting. I want to talk more uh, when we come back here from break about what this experience, and maybe not just your school, but what the experience of becoming a citizen of the world or, or being exposed to these other cultures can do for somebody's life and maybe get into some specific cases because, you know, here in, you know, America and the U.S., we are plagued with drugs and we are plagued with schools that are crumbling and politics and things that seem so overwhelming that I think we forget that guess what? No, n not many people live like we do here in America, and that may not be a, a bad thing. So when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about what we might be able to learn about the foreign culture and, uh, and use it here in the U.S. to live more of a good life. We'll be right back. A healthy dialogue for your lifestyle. Voice America Health & Wellness. Ladies, if you are worried about fine lines and wrinkles on your face and would like to get rid of them, then let me tell you about Esotique. The amazing all-natural collagen builder from Chamonix. Esotique is packed with pure antioxidants and natural collagen builders, so it doesn't hide wrinkles like other products. It effectively treats wrinkles, so your skin will be younger, healthier, and softer than ever before. And now is the perfect time to try Esotique, because for a limited time, you can try it free for 30 days. That's right, this incredible skincare is yours to try free at home for a whole month. Call 800-731-1085. 800-731-1085 and just pay shipping today. But wait, call in the next 20 minutes and Chamonix will include not one but two free gifts. You will get their amazing vitamin C serum and their luxurious neck treatment absolutely free with your order. Don't miss out on this incredible free trial offer. Call now, 800-731-1085. 800-731-1085. If you're one of the millions of people who have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or are overweight, don't join the club. It's time to leave that club. Heart Factors Plus is an all-natural supplement with ingredients proven to help lower blood pressure, cholesterol, improve blood flow, and even improve your sex life. Here is what Heart Factors users say. Hi, this is John from New Jersey, and I'm 42 years old, and I ordered your bottle of Heart Factors because of my high blood pressure. Last spring, it was 134 over 93. Now my blood pressure is 120 over 82, and the doctor got me off the medication. This stuff is really good and without any side effects. John dropped his blood pressure over 10 points and without the medication side effects. See if Heart Factors will work for you. Try it now free for a full 30 days. Call 800-240-6536. 800-240-6536. If Heart Factors doesn't work for you, you never pay. It's that easy. Call now and get your 30-day trial. 800-240-6536. 800-240-6536. Opinions. Options. Answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to The Good Life with Forbes Riley and Charlie, where you receive a healthy dose of information you need with some fun. Now, back to the show. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Good Life. I have to tell you, I'm sitting here in the south of France, truly enjoying the definition of The Good Life. Right? Lily Engel, a girlfriend of one of my oldest friends on the planet, 
and I'm enjoying the fact that her whole mission is to educate French people. She brings a lot of like 10,000, oh, no, I'm sorry, 1,000 French students a year through her university and then foreign language students. And we're talking about the benefits <laughs> of why you would like to become more global, more integrated as a human being, especially in today's world with the internet. The internet. You can see and touch the entire world, but to actually physically see and touch it is in fact a different experience, isn't it? Absolutely, very different experience. In fact, it can almost be misleading, this idea of the interconnectedness through technology um, when we talk about uh, communication technology, <clears throat> when in fact there's a lot of exchange of information going around, but the ability to communicate, meaning uh transmit an idea that is understood by someone else in the way that you intended uh, in order to, to construct a relationship with a culturally different other person is really something that is extremely rare and needs a lot of work and investment of time and energy and, and, and a lot of guidance. And that's the very ambitious undertaking that our students come to delve into. It really is developing relationships. Um, well, now, Charlie wants to get into the nitty-gritty because she wants to know, have any of your students fallen in love with somebody French in Spain? Oh, my goodness. They've populated France. <laughs> 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 they've populated France. We just had one came into tonight who... who um, participated in a debate she was with us uh two years ago and now she's come back to france to work she's actually uh working as a waitress in in uh in a restaurant a couple of blocks away and is so french she just looks french and speaks french and she's just so darling and she's just fallen in love with it she's found another facet of herself that she wants to explore because that's finally what it's all about whenever you change country uh whenever you change even another university whenever you change environment uh it's going to but bring out a facet of yourself that you haven't explored before. Well, and people fall in love with that. You fall in love with the French you that, um, that can never be expressed in quite the same way and brings them much more than just having traveled. So, yeah, I think there's a, a lot to be explored in, in, in that area. But it's a very romantic thing. Oh, it's amazing. So, Charlie, you want to come and visit? <laughs> I do, I do. And I, I think, you know, what I'd love to, to just uh, wrap up here the interview with is, is, you know, what have you found? I mean, you've done something that people, again, only see in romantic comedies. You, you went, you gave up your life. I mean, I think, Forbes, weren't you telling me in the break that uh, you put everything on sale, you just gave up your life and you came and started a whole new life here and now a life that um, is, seems extremely fulfilling and with a different purpose that maybe you set out with. Just touch a little bit about that journey because I think that's what a lot of people struggle with. How do I start the life I really want or the life that inspires me in a way that my current life doesn't? And then I just have to add, she was over here and you actually met my Ameri My friend is from America. Yeah. I, and they met on a French retreat in Lyon doing yoga in the mountains. So it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it very is. It what do you really mean is. you didn't ma meet on Match.com? No, no, no. It didn't <laughs> exist yet. <laughs> um, no, no, no. But, you know, I think what we're all discovering, uh, or those of us who are adventurous, is when you, it's going to sound so cliche to say this, but when you follow your heart, magical things happen. When you listen to your fear, you stay in a very confined space. But when you're willing to kind of step, step out where it's going to be a little bit dangerous and risky, um, somehow you're carried and wonderful things happen. There, You can almost express a wish and just say, you know, it's going to happen for me. I remember my, my former husband and I saying, you know, wouldn't it be wonderful someday if we had a school of our own? And it's as though we sort of declared that to the universe. And then the whole orchestration started to put itself in place. And then it, it works almost despite you, <laughs> um, despite your own efforts or what you think you might want. And everything is going to just, um, there's an expression here, you know, in France, I think it's, I don't know if we say it in America as well, but life is what happens to you while you're making other plans. Absolutely. And, and it's funny, uh, we, you're, what you're talking just, about is putting out an energy into the world and seeing yeah, where it ends up. Yeah. And I think one of the things that the students seem to learn to listen to is to listen to their hearts. They feel 
we're such an achievement-based um, culture in America, and they feel that they have imperatives, and they feel like they have to live up to the expectations of, of their parents or what the, the goals that they set for themselves. And, and they'll start out saying, you know, they want to be dermatologists, you know, because dermatologists are not on call, and they can take vacations, and they earn a lot of money. And I don't know how many of the students that I've had thought that they were going to go into finance, and, uh, and then all of a sudden they realize that there are other values that are attracting them more. And they'll do an about-face when they're 20 instead of finding out when they're 40 that they've been going down the wrong path. So that's what going abroad and discovering different facets of yourself can do. It can be a real time saver in terms of the things that you want to, um, I don't want to say the word achieve, but the, the things that you want to realize uh, in your life. Well, and I should add one more thing about Lily because you need to express this. Lily's not only teaching and doing all the things that she's doing, but you're also becoming a certified yoga teacher through Deepak Chopra. Give me one couple of sentences about that before we're done. Well, I, I found that in my readings in Deepak Chopra and even in, and there's such an overlap in terms of what he says and all the principles of interna- intercultural communication because you're dealing with yourself and uh, the other and the power of intention and the power of dreams uh, and the idea of being centered and being positive and being courageous and reaching beyond yourself. And he gives you all the tools to do that. And um, I've realized I've, I'm starting to use I don't use meditation with my students, but I use it in uh, intercultural training workshops. Uh, and it gives us that space of centeredness and peace so that we're not in our cultural reactivity. When we go abroad, our first tendency is to judge the other culture according to our own uh, home-based criteria. And um, that inner stillness that you can develop through meditation and yoga gives you that moment of pause instead of saying, oh, isn't this terrible to say I wonder why that's happening. That's so fascinating. Why would they do that in that way? And it's that moment of pause that lets you look with a little bit more generosity uh, on what's happening around you that is all the potential of expansion is happening right there. (laughs) There is so much more to the good life than what's 20 miles from your home or work every day, and that's what we should be embracing. Well, just one little thing, because there's this wonderful, uh, the founder of intercultural communications, Edward T. Hall, and in his wonderful book, The Dance of Life, he says, the road to enlightenment is the discovery of ourselves, which we can only really do when we know people who are different. Mm. When we know people who are different. different. That might be an interesting uh, show to do right there for us, would you think? Invite uh, people on the show who are different. <laughs> That's very interesting. Well, uh, Lily, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your uh, thank you, Charlie. time with Forbes. And what a great, uh, great uh, show that we brought our audience. And sure, Forbes, give me a call from Italy. I guess where I'll be? Here in New Jersey. <laughs> Living the good life. <laughs> Thank you again for tuning in to The Good Life with Forbes Riley and Charlie. Make sure you join Forbes Riley and Charlie Fusco again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, have an exciting week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.